Hello everyone and welcome back to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Mark Korowski, Izzy Phillips and Katie Midwinter as we preview this weekend's horse racing action where we'll be focusing on the shallow hurdle card at Newbury and we'll also as well be having a look at some of the action at Cheltenham on New Year's Day. So before we get into it, we're just going to have a, a little bit of a, a discussion about some of the racing that's happened over the last couple of days. We've had uh, the King George at Kempton served up a cracker. Uh, Fasal Vega, he was disappointing at Leopardstown uh, in the grade one there. And also as well, Galloping Deschamps back to his best today, absolutely bolted up in the Saddles chase. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in, in a minute. But um, Mark, I'll come to you here first. Uh, Shishkin, we were talking about him on the podcast. If he uh, got off uh, from the start, got away cleanly, um, we thought that he was probably the horse that had the most upside to him. Um, bit, bit of a heartbreak for punters there, wasn't it? Um, obviously, talking about Shishkin, I think he's a quirky horse. Um, did say on the podcast that his price would, would change very, very quickly if he actually ran. Um, from a price perspective, he, he was too short of seven to two. If you're on a bigger price, he's sevens, eights, nines, you back him each way. But for win purposes, I think he was too risky. I mean, he's disappointed at Cheltenham when the banker, the good thing, beat, refused to race at Ascot and people are getting tanked in at, what, seven to two. And then he did that. Um seen a lot of people on social media as well saying that Shishkin definitely would have won. I'm not so sure. Like some some individual said, quite funnily, so he would have won by 10 lengths. I don't know how he's worked that one out. Uh, Shishkin still had another fence to jump. I think people need to give Hugh a bit more respect as well. I mean, Hugh's just an absolute stare, uh, and I think he, he won well. I think he would have won Shishkin stayed on his feet as well. I think people need to give Hugh a bit more respect. Um, and I see Shishkin's, I think he's around three, eight to one, eight to one for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. I mean, Anyone who's back in that, he post needs to shake their heads. I don't think he can be trusted from a from a bank perspective. I don't think he can be trusted. Okay, that's fair play. Yeah, that's Mark's opinion then on the King George. Izzy, did you think Shishkin was was going to win? I think it's really difficult to tell. Um, coming into the to the second last, he didn't look to be slowing down. Um, obviously, I saw on the telly they zoomed him. He's tripped himself up. Um, the whole his stumble threw off i think the other horses around him as well i mean nico de boyville nearly kicked harry cobden in the face trying to <laughs> trying to sit on uh, shishkin so who knows what it would have been like if i don't know shishkin would ping the last stayed on his feet maybe he might not have got to him i think it would have been close going to the last because you don't know that shishkin wouldn't have stayed on for company um but yeah i do agree with mark i think even myself included people have been sleeping on hewick um i did have a few people messaging me before the race saying they really fancied him so so pleased that he's got like his diehard fans that stuck with him and what a great price he was to go and win it um but yeah he is he's a he's a true stayer and certainly i think has put himself right in the race um but yeah, I don't know. Who who knows? It's always the great what if, isn't it? Um, that's racing. But I don't know. I I think Shishkin might have still won if he stayed on his feet. Yeah, I think the the thing we could say about Shishkin, if it, if it come to a battle, you know he was going to give his all and, and probably fine because we know that he, he has shown that ability to fight on numerous occasions like the Venegamine when he beat Abracadabras in, in the Supreme as well. So we know he, he is a real battler and he does find in a finish. Katie, what were your thoughts on the King George? It was a good race. I think firstly, you have to give credit to Hewitt because he has gone under the radar a bit. I'm not sure why. He's always shown that he's a really strong stayer. He's got a bit of class about him. Probably would have placed in the Charlton Gold Cup but he stayed on his feet. Um, so I think, yeah, he has to have a lot of respect. Um, but for me, Shishkin was travelling so well in the race. And he just unfortunately stumbled. It was so unlucky. I really think he would have gone on to win. As you said, Chris, he's proven before that he, when he gets into a battle, he really does fight. Um, and I think he would have stayed on well enough and had that extra bit of class to 
beat uh, Raleigh and Hewick as well. And I think he had Alaho and Brayman's game beaten too. Um, so yeah, I was a bit gutted because I, I really loved the horse and I wanted to see him kind of silence all of his critics and those who have said that he isn't top class because he is top class on his day. Um, I don't think you can doubt that. And I think 12-1 for the Gold Cup in March is a nice price each way. Be tough to beat Galopin de Champs, of course, especially after today's performance. But I think if you're getting twelve to one for a horse that is as classy as he is, um, I think it's a really good price. If if the brown came up as you know good to soft or better, I think he would have a really good chance of going close. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I'm t- Obviously, it is hard for Shushkin next year going into the Gold Cup. He is going to be 10, and the older you get, it is normally quite hard um, over those uh, kind of uh, trips in that kind of company. So that would be a slight concern. But he is likely raced in the trip, and, yeah, if uh, if it all goes to plan for him, maybe he could be one to maybe make the frame. But we did see the return of Gallup and Deschamps today. Absolutely romp home. I'll stay with you, Katie. Um, after that performance, if he replicates that, um, do we think he wins the Cheltenham Gold Cup? Well, he's the reigning champion. He's going to be very difficult to beat. Um, I expected him to bounce back today. I think he was too good not to put in a, a good performance better than his last two. Um, and the step up in trip has definitely helped him. Um, so, yeah, I think he has to be the really the clear favourite at the moment. The one from Ireland that's proven himself to be anywhere near him is fast or slow. Um, but it's going to be different away from Punchestown over this trip at Cheltenham. It's going to be a, a different proposition for fast or slow. And Galapin de Champs has got that experience over him in the race. Um, so I think he has to be favourite now. I wouldn't really be lumping in to take him on. Although, as I mentioned, that Shishkin, I think, is good each way price um, at current prices. I think from a win perspective... It is going to be hard to go against Galopin de Champs if he's on a going day. Okay, so Kate thinks Galopin is the one to beat at this stage in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Izzy, I know you're a big fan of Galopin de Champs. Were you pleased to see him uh, win easily today? Yeah, I'm so pleased that he just reasserted his dominance. I'm not a backer of Jerry Colomb. Um, I know I mentioned earlier, obviously he lost to the Real Wacker and the Real Wacker's done absolutely nothing since then anyway. So the form's not exactly sterling. Um, Gallopin de Champ, I think, will win the Gold Cup at Cheltenham in March. I do. Um, I think it was difficult, wasn't it? Because his loss last time out came off the back of Brave Man's game loss. There was a lot of talk about whether the Gold Cup breaks horses. And I think, obviously... Gallop in has just come through and proved that really, I think a lot of it was a lot of overreaction. He was running in, what was it, a two mile three pipe opener. I think it was an overreaction. He's come back and asserted himself. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in March. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you that. Yeah, he, he couldn't have done much more. Maybe the form in behind is a little bit questionable, but he couldn't have done much more. Jerry Colomb. Not sure about him now. That form doesn't look that special from last season. He got beat by the Real Wacker, who hasn't kicked on in his two starts. Um, And Gallopin was given a different ride today as well. I think that was crucial to it. Because when he's on the back foot, sometimes he can get a bit too close at his fences and then he's a bit having to be niggled along a little bit. He always throws a bit of a strop, doesn't he, when he gets a bit behind. But today, everything was so straightforward for him. Paul Tannen kept it simple in the front and it was easy enough. Yeah, I think probably if you ride him a little bit little bit more confidently, he's gonna to respond to you. And uh yeah, that, that maybe that that's why he, he yeah, it didn't all go to plan for him last time out. But yeah, I'm I I'd still would like to see fast or slow. I, I think he has has improved and um well, I think once we um see the rematch we'll, we'll know really who is the king. But for a lot of people it is gonna be Gallop and Deshaun. Mark, what were your thoughts on him today? I think he was very impressive. I don't think there's any negatives to take about Gallop and Deschamps. I think Izzy's bang on the money with last time out, fast or slow. Um, ran over an, ad- an adequate trip with Braves with Brave Man's game. Both of them got done for a turn of foot. That's a fast or slow one, in my opinion. I think step up and trip um, plays into Gallop and Deschamps' hands. 
um, got proven form around Cheltenham. Um, I think I agree with everyone that Jerry Cologne form of the real whacker obviously that doesn't look so great. Um, can maybe make sense why they didn't run in the, the King George, but I think he's he's pretty far clear. It's not me for for like me to tip up favourites, but I think he's he's difficult to to oppose. Um, I know there was an argument that he doesn't stay. Um, but Willie Mullins has got a history. He's he's the the whole conquering Willie Mullins. He knows how to get them right, especially in this race. I think he's very difficult to beat. Um, Shishkin on his day could put it up to him, but the thing is, can you trust Shishkin? That's 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 the point. Can you trust him? I just for, from a betting perspective, he's just he's not one that I would lay. If you get what I mean, um, I don't think there's enough in the race because he's jumping sound. He stays proven track record. Willie Mullins, you know, he, he looks difficult to beat. Yeah, but I think I think he is definitely the king of, of the standing division now. Um, I think the only what young pretender it is fast or slow really. I think the challenge from the UK and even today in Ireland, you know, that that was kind of the best of of the bunch really, um, and he's definitely head and shoulders above most of them. So, yes, what price is a gallop in the shops if fast or slow doesn't turn up? Mm, probably it depends. It depends on the field and who does turn up on the day. Um, but it'll probably be a shade of odds on, I think. Um, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, probably maybe eight to eleven, ten to eleven, maybe. I think I think there will be people that want to take him on on the day. That that that'll be sure. Uh, but it just depends at what the field is. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think it would definitely be an interesting rematch if they do both uh, take each other on uh, in the uh, Champion Gold Cup come the festival. One of the other talking points I just wanted to talk about um, over the last couple of days as well was Fasal Vega. Um, I know a lot of people really thought that he was one of the bankers of uh, Christmas, but uh, you have to say he was ultimately quite disappointing. Uh, Mark, I'll come to you first. I saw uh, uh, you were saying that um, you, you didn't really fancy him um, when uh, he won on his chase debut. Um, you, you thought that uh, there was others to take out of the race. Um, do you think he, he can't, you can't back him next time out? Yeah, we, obviously we were we were at Cheltenham that day when he when he was running in Ireland. We watched it, and I wasn't happy with his jumping. And see, we did highlight this on the the, the previous podcast that jumping wasn't tested. He'd, he got an easy lead, got to set his own fractions. Um, the second in the pocket, the JP McManus runner clearly wasn't off. That didn't even run the other day. It was four runners and basically stepped up to championship pace and got found out. That was at what he was one to four when we did the podcast last week, and he was the lay of the weekend for me, and he well beaten out of four. I think he's a he's a tricky horse. He he's often goes off short prices, but he found the fifty, won comfortably, and that that horse looks progressive. Whereas Fasal Vega, he's he's cost punters so so many times, hasn't he? Um, just disappointing. Uh, stepped up in grade. Got his jumping tested, championship pace, and got found out. I think that that's all you need to say. He wasn't like he was beating a neck; he was well beaten, well beaten. Yeah, he's kind of becoming a bit of a all or nothing horse, isn't he? Either as a one next to his name, or he blows up. I know he has had one or two excuses uh, in the past, but um, yeah, he was ultimately very disappointing. Is he? What did you think of Fasol Vega's performance? Um, would you be uh, backing him for the Arkle and keeping the faith still? I think it's very difficult, isn't it? Because that Arkle looks now to be quite a strong race. Um, it's hard because I do think sometimes you can overreact. Um, you know, horses do have poor runs. They're not machines. I know we love to hype them all up and, you know, it's like unbeaten records and all this. But sometimes horses too just have a poor run. Like you say, Mark, potentially just got found out at the pace. We, we don't know that he won't train on and, and you know, come back come back better. Um, we mentioned earlier, Willie Mullins knows how to get a horse right. Um, who knows? I don't think all his ability has suddenly vanished overnight. Um, but I do think that they the Arkle does look a difficult race to go and win. Um, you know, it's one of the... I'm trying to think now who it is that's at the top of that market that ran over the weekend. There's been so much racing, it's like fried my brain. But, you know, there are a few horses in there that do look to have a better chance now than Fasil Vega on that run. Yeah, I think you mean Marine Nationale. Um, that's the one. Yeah, 
Marine National. I mean, obviously that was a dominant win. So, you know, that adds to your concerns if you've got an anti-post bet on Fasil Vega. But um, I don't think it's completely all down and out. I don't think, like I say, I just don't, I don't believe that all of a horse's ability goes away overnight because of a poor run. Yeah, no, I think you're on the money. You, you do have to be forgiven in this game. I personally, I've never warmed to Fasal Vega that much. I don't know. I just, I think he is just a very enthusiastic horse. Um, has a very high cruising speed. But when it comes to a, a battle, you know, he's probably one that I wouldn't want to side with. I mean, you know, it's quite interesting. I was looking at the Oracle betting there. I see in the pocket, it's nearly around the same price as Fasal Vega. Go back and look at that that run last time out. Beaten by Vasa Vega, but wasn't off, given a hands and heels ride. He is definitely one to keep an eye on. I thought he was definitely the eye catcher in that race you're talking about, Navin Mark. So, yeah, in the pocket, keep an eye out on him. But, Casey, what do you think of Marine National? Do you think he's uh, he's definitely got better claims now than Vasa Vega? Oh, for the Arkle, yeah, definitely. I think Vasa Vega needs to slap up in trip now. He hasn't done too much wrong. Um, I'd say the other day it wasn't the most straightforward race for him. He was he kept switching back and forth a bit, trying to avoid founder fifty. Kept jump, jump, jumping to his right. Um, I have to say I was impressed with founder fifty because he didn't jump as fluently. It wasn't as clean a run as maybe they'd have liked, but he still won as he did. Um, so he is a lot of room for improvement, I think. Um, but with Cecil Vega, it probably just wasn't his day. I'd quite like to see him go for the Turners now. Um, he's a good price for that. I know that they're Gaelic Warrior and they could run both of them or maybe take Gaelic Warrior a different route. Who knows? Um, but I think for Silvega looks a bet to me in the Turners um, at the current prices around 12 to 1. Having a little each way bet on him um, because I think he's just crying out for a step up in trip. He, I don't think his jumping has been too bad personally. Um, but Maybe he just couldn't go with the pace, as Mark said, um, up in grade over two, two and mile one furlong. So maybe a step up and trip will do him a lot of good. Yeah, maybe that could be the way. Dan obviously was Quavega who dominated the mare's hurdle. That was over two and a half miles. And yeah, um, maybe that could just bring out a little bit more improvement, but we'll have to see what uh, happens to him next time out. Anyway, enough of what's been going on over Christmas. You want to know what we think of the action that's coming up over the next few days. And we are going to Newbury for the first race we're going to look at. We're going to the 150. It's the Coral Racing Club Join for Free Handicap Hurdle. And Get Tonic is your favourite at 9-4. We've then got Steeler March at 7-2. Irish Hill at 5-1. Rambo T at 15-2. Now on over 8. And Silent Revolution is the outsider at 17 to two. Mark, you can have first say here if you want. Get a tonic uh, was very good uh, when winning last time out, has to be said. Chasing didn't go to plan, but she was thrown us in the market that day, so maybe Connections thought she wasn't that well fancied. Do we think uh, she's the one to beat here, even though she does have to carry top weight? I think she's the right favourite. Uh, good winner last time out. Um, I think definitely the one to beat here. I think it looks a weak race. Yeah, it doesn't look the, the most strongest, is he? Would you be siding with Dan Skelton's mare? Um, well, I th- it's difficult. I don't want my money on any of these horses, to be honest, but I have got a decent reason as to why. I think that Get a Tonic is carrying a lot more weight. It was a very easy victory um, at Newbury's Hennessy meeting, um, and the for- but the form of that race is pretty poor. Um, I think Steeler March... Looks to be fairly versatile, fairly versatile. Um, but looking at his previous form, it looks like he could need the run. He's often come second on his first time out. Um, so, yeah, it's not really a market I would want my money down on, to be completely honest with you. But I will say, when I've been looking at some of the Cheltenham entries for New Year's Day, I've noticed Steeler March also holds an entry there as well. So whether he'll go for one or the other, or whether Nicky Henderson's thinking a quick pipe opener here at Newbury and then straight to Cheltenham, who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he has actually been declared, but who knows? I think the, the ground um, it could be a little bit on the soft side at Newbury. We've had a lot of rain down here in the south the last uh, couple of days. and uh, his... Rain forecast as well. Lots yeah. of, quite a bit of rain forecast. 
Yeah, his, his best form has come on um, better ground. So, so Stephen Marsh, even though I do think he's the interesting one and, and Nicky Stable haven't done much wrong. He actually was fancied this horse for the Potomac, I remember, earlier in the year, but he, he, had, he had a setback. So that is maybe a little bit concerned why we've not seen him for a while. But I think he, out of all the others, he's probably got less question marks than some of these. Uh, Katie, what was your overall opinion on the race? bit trappy? Yeah, that's exactly what I think. It's a trappy race, um, not a bet for me. Gatisonic carrying 12 stone, though, it puts me off slightly. A run last time, I think, was probably the time to catch her. Steeler March, he could do anything, hasn't been seen for a year, and as Izzy mentioned, might need the run, um, but he probably has enough talent, so if he is ready, then maybe he could go close. Um, but if I was forced to choose, I'd probably side with Irish Hill. First time blinkers on, uh, I think there's some room for improvement there. He's off one two seven here. It could be a map that's workable enough for him. His last win came at Ascot February where he beat Zoffany Bay. Um, but there were some others in behind that day that Frank performed. Petit Sonair, uh, he finished seventh in the county, which was quite decent. Home Public has won a, a grade two, albeit was quite fortunate to win it. Um, but I don't think it's the worst form. And you know, maybe in terms of the handicap in this race, he could be the one that's the best handicapped. Okay, maybe Irish Hill to keep an eye on with the first time blinkers for Katie. So that's our thoughts then on the 150 at Newbury. We met, now move swiftly on to the 225 to the Coral Mandarin handicap chase. Surrey Quest is your uh, favourite 11 to 2. We then got Fantastic Axe next in at 6 to 1. Atlanta Brave at 13 to 2. Les Garland 7s. Bouts Greatness 17 to 2. Certainly Red 10s. And uh, Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Fantastic ass. Um, we saw him bounce back to a little bit of form last time out, has to be said, when finishing second at Ludlow. I know he's a horse that you like because of the nine Tristan Davis connections. Do we think uh, he's now down to a workable mark and he might be able to rediscover some of that old spark? Um, I do, but my concern is that his first pick is apparently Haydock. So I'm not sure, Billy. Um, I'm not particularly enamoured with any of these. It would have been fantastic as for me, but obviously I, I don't actually think he's going to run here. I think he's going to run at Haydock. Yeah, that's one you, you just have to watch. Again, it's probably that ground thing. Where is he going to go? Maybe the rain could affect that, but he would have to be respected wherever he turns up. Katie, what were your thoughts on this race? Did you have a strong fancy? I didn't have a strong fancy. I'd probably take a chance on not a chance, but I wouldn't be too confident in him. He might be aggressive now. He's a horse I like. He often comes on for his first run of the season, uh, £12 lower than his last winning mark, but that was a while ago now. Um, but he is a strong stayer. Maybe he could fill one of the places at a decent price. He's around 14 to 1. Um, so maybe I'd have a small save on him, but not a confident uh, vote for me. Okay, and how about you, Mark? I think this is this is trappy. Um, so it's not a race I, I get massively stuck into. I thought the uh, Richard Hobson runner was quite interesting. Doc picked me. Um, it's actually quite prominent in the betting last time out of Haydock, which won by Famous Bridge. I think that, that could be decent form. But the ground looked it looked hard on that occasion. It's proper grueling stuff over that ground for three mile one. I think this one will handle conditions again at Exeter of one two nine. The man of the moment, Gavin Sheen on board. I think this this is a lot easier. And there's a few there's a lot of them in here that aren't well handicapped. So maybe nick a nick a place at eighteens will stay. Okay, and outside of them from Mark, Doc picked me. I quite liked one in here, probably my nap of Saturday. Um, I thought uh, Atlanta Brave was very interesting for Richard Patrick and Kerry Lee. Only two runs over fences, but they've been promising both runs, I feel. I just think he's crying out for uh, a step up and trip, and he's going to get that here. Gets the extra couple of furlongs. Thought it wasn't a bad run last time out when second at Exeter. He runs off the same mark here. The form isn't too bad. Uh, fifth in there, Landon calling. Won uh, the, the Lincolnshire National at the weekend, so it's good to see uh, that form getting getting franked. And I, I just think there's loads, loads of upside with him. Previous point point winner, he beat Ed Keeper as well, who won a, a decent handicap for Sam Thomas and Uri. I just, I just think there's quite a, a bit of upside to him, still um, lightly raced. And for me, I, I do think 1 2 1, it could be a workable mark. I could. Could easily see him having maybe half a stone in hand here, um, potentially if he if he does take to the extra couple of furlongs. So for me, I think Atlanta Brave, I think he could potentially go a favourite in the day. Kerry Lee team doing okay as well. So for me, I'm going to go with 
Atlanta Brave. We're now moving on to the feature race at Newbury to the Coral Shallow Novices Hurdles, Grade 1, and this doesn't look a bad renewal at all. Some good horses in here. Will manage your favourite for Nicky Henderson at 13 to 8. We then got Captain Teague at 4 to 1, Johnny Hu at 11 to 2, Look Away 17 to 2, Fanage 9s, Masekio 12s, Bigger are the rest. KT Wildman, obviously, he's got a lot of ones next to his name. He's trained by Nicky Henderson, who can't do much wrong at the moment. Do we think uh, he's a worthy favourite here? Yeah, he's got a big reputation and he appears to be one of the best novices at Seven Barrows this year. Maybe better than Jericho de Rupinay, who we're going to see earlier on in the card at, at Newbury. Uh, I think if Nicky Henderson is right about this horse, then he should put in a very good performance and it's probably going to be tough to beat. But I think he's got tough opposition against him. Captain Teague, he might have been a little bit unfortunate in the grade two at Cheltenham, but the form has been franked by Manella Missal, who bolted up at Chapstow yesterday. Uh, probably has the best form in the race with his third place finish in the champion bumper behind Dream to Share and Factorfile. And he had the likes of Lucky Watson, it's for me and others in behind who've won since. Um, so I think Captain Teague is probably going to be a big danger. I also really like Lookaway, who's proved himself in open company when he placed in the Greatwood. Um, the Chia finished behind him that day, went on to win at Ascot. So that form's been franked as well. Um, I think it's a good level of form and I think he's probably been overlooked in this field because he probably appears a bit more exposed than some of the others. Um, I also like Masaccio, who's a quite big price in here, um, but maybe not good enough to get the win. So I'd be between Captain Teague, Lookaway and Masaccio at the moment. Um, I think Captain Teague probably for the win, and then an each way with Lookaway for me. Okay, Captain Teague and Lookaway is for Katie to take a, take out of the Chalo. How about you, Mark? Is Will Mount a horse that you want to be laying on the day, or um, do you think he, he's the one to be with? I think he's too short. Um, I'll echo what, what Katie said exactly. I think Lookaway is too big a price. Uh, um, that form has been franked with um, Lukea uh, bowling up at Ascot. One thing I've always found just throughout my parents' or a career is if you back these hype horses, you're going to lose long term. I mean, 13 to 8 is too short. I mean, this this is not a, an egg and spoon race. It's not an obvious hurdle where Nico's nicking five lengths at the start and set his own fractions. This is a proper, proper race, proper championship pace. And even Captain Teak, very, it was a very progressive horse, um, been highly tried, been bumped into a dream to share at Cheltenham, um, highly thought of, then bumped into one of our friends, Evan Williams and Adam Wedgie's last time out. That horse Luke Smart as well. I think Kevin T's got solid form. The big guy in solid. I mean, he rated one forty. I mean, this this isn't this isn't a penalty kick for Wilma. Thirteen eight is too short for me. And some of the outsiders as well. I've got a chance. I mean, the other Paul Nichols runner, Brian Frost takes the ride. Farnage. I mean, that's got a chance. He's too short. Wilmot for me. I'll be taking him on. Okay, so we've got a few uh, then to take on Wilma. With uh, are you going to be taking him on as well? Is he? Um, I am. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier about the forecast and the rain. And if you look at Will Mount's form, he does very much seem to like that sort of general good to soft ground. I think it could end up on the soft side, potentially on the heavy side, depending just how much rain they get at Newbury. Um, and on the fact that he's got to step up and trip a little bit as well. So I think Captain Teague is obviously the proven horse at the, at the trip. He's um, running some pretty decent class races so far. And I think weighing those two things up, I would side with Captain Teague. But I'm quite looking forward to seeing these two go at it. But I just have a feeling that, especially if it gets a little bit softer, Captain Teague will have the stamina to see off Will Mount. Okay, a couple of positive mentions then. For Captain Teague, I did like one here, a bit of a big price. Um, does have to step up on what he's uh, done, but I, I've been quite impressed with how he's been going about his business. Uh, and that's a horse called the Jukebox Man for uh, Ben Paulin in the colours of Harry Redknapp. Has won in deep ground on his last two starts uh, for us last. But he does have some good form from earlier on in his career, including when he finished second in a bumper behind Gidley Park, who has been a very good horse uh, so far for uh, Harry Fry. 
over hurdles. I just think there's a bit of upside for him, and I just think if it's uh, going to be a test of stamina, I think he's going to be suited uh, by the way the race, how it can unfold. I think he's just an out-and-out galloper, and uh, that long home straight, we saw it last year at Newbury when Hermes and Alain slooshed up in, in the soft ground there. I just... I just think um, I just think he's a little bit overpriced here, and he's been a bit a little bit disrespected. But he does have to step up. But at sixteen to one, I could definitely see him out running his odds, and I think he could have a few things in his favour against some of the, the likes of the top of the market here that maybe do have to prove it. And the likes of Johnny, who he was impressive, could be anything. But for me, I, I just I wasn't convinced that he beat that much. So I would be uh, quite interested in the Duke boxman, especially if he is run about that price at sixteen. So one. So that's our thoughts then on the three o'clock feature. We're now going to go on to the three thirty-five. Walking on air is your favourite at four to one. We've then got Golden Sun at ninety-two, Bally Camus at fives, Passing Wild fives, Lubert Ferras tens, Neon Moon tens, Henry's Friend twelves, Moon and Moon Hunter is the outsider as well uh, at uh, fourteen to one. Uh, Mark, come back to you here. Walking on air was quite an interesting horse for Nicky Henderson last season. Ran well at some of the, the big festivals. Um, but this is a tough ask carrying uh, 11 stone 9 on his chase debut in a, in a race like this. Um, again, is he a horse that you would want to take on? I think he's around the right price at 4-1. to one. Not one that I'd be laying at that price. It's a no-bet race for me. I just think it's very competitive, very tricky. Not sure what the confirmed ground is going to be like. There's a, it just it looks a poor race, doesn't it? Um, not a race that I'd be getting involved with from a betting perspective. He's off one three eight as well. He's not falling, but not for me. That's a no bet race for me. Okay, no bet from Mark. How about you? Is he is anything you liked? Um, predictably, I quite liked the look of Bally Camus. I think you know he's gone one place better every time he's run this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, he'd definitely be interesting. He won't mind if it gets uh, soft as well. Um, one more last time out at Chepstow. How about you, Katie? Um, it's a tricky race. I quite like Neon Moon. I put him up when he won at Ludlow on his seasonal reappearance. He's four pounds higher here in a more competitive race. So I'm not sure I'd side with him this time around. I think the first three in the market, walking on their golden on passing well, they're all quite interesting, so I reckon it'll be between them. Yeah, I, I thought there was the, the outsiders, Henry's friend and Moonhunter, were quite interesting, especially Henry's friend. Um, had some good form in the book from last season, second run after a window, but most of his form has come on the better ground, so it would be a slight concern possibly there. But I, I do think he, he's um, got a little bit more to offer, and uh, one, one, two, uh, eight uh, might not be a bad mark for him, so. I'll be keeping an eye out on him, but again, it is quite a tricky race. So that's our thoughts then on the card at Newbury. We're now going to move over to Cheltenham for their New Year's Day action. Some really good racing there. Plenty to get our teeth stuck into. I should just say that at the current time of a recording, we actually don't know the, the full fields of these races, obviously, because the decks aren't in yet. But uh, hopefully uh, we can give you an indication of what might run well, at least if they do turn up. And uh, the first race we're going to look at is the 130 at Cheltenham. It's the Paddy Power Handicap Chase. Inch House is your favourite at 11-4. We then got Cloudy Glen next in at 9-2. Stumptown at 11-2 as well. Bout Greatness 6-1. Angels Breath 7s. JJ Riley tends along with Rapper. Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Inch House, he's um, been pretty progressive, it has to be said, so far uh, this season over fences. I think if he wins this, you definitely have to say um, he's going to throw his hat into the Ultima. Do you, do you see him being that kind of force? Um, potentially. I, I really like him to go and get the win um, on New Year's Day. He's been, of course, I've been really impressed with his past two runs at, at Newbrew. I think have been quite quite special, to be honest. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I'm hoping he can go and follow up again. Um, whether or not he'll take the races at Cheltenham, I think it's so difficult to know at this point who's going to go where. Um, I'm trying not to get too drawn into the anti-post markets to be with you because I think you can win as much as you can lose so at this point with them all swapping moving about so I don't know whether value is really the word anymore for the Cheltenham anti-post market might as well run the race next week the way people carry on so yeah I'm not a massive anti-post backer 
So, um, but for New Year's Day, absolutely, I'm all over Inch House. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see the case. I just think he's been really progressive so far, and one three seven, he could still have a lot of upside. Uh, Katie, do you think Inch House is the one to beat here? Yeah, I think he's probably the right favourite. Um, been in for a hat-trick of wins. He's definitely one for the shortlist. Um, I think it's difficult to say before declarations for me. I'd have to see who gets declared to see if I'd bother taking in Charles on. I quite like Stamptown. He was unlucky in the Coral Gold Cup at Newby. He had to be pulled up after being really badly hampered. But he was never really travelling all too comfortably. So maybe he's best watch for now. I thought Rapper, if he turns up, he's off quite a nice mark of... 139. Dusat probably has a bit too much weight to carry if he does um, get declared. The Wolf is another one that would interest me each way. He always has the potential to land a big pot if things fall his way, but he just isn't the most straightforward. He makes a lot of jumping errors and he can be off the bridle quite early on in his races, but he seems to stay on well in the finish. Um, so if he's declared, I'd definitely be interested in him each way. He's around 20 to 1 at the moment. Um, but I think Inch House is probably, yes, going to be the one to beat. Okay, there's a bit of love here for Inch House. Do you see the case for him, Mark? Would you think he could be quite hard to beat? Yeah, he's, he's definitely the, the right favourite, progressive, um, from a good stable, John Jorneals. I think there's a lot, there's a, I'd say Deadwood, but there's a couple of interesting ones. I think Stumptown off one four two. You, you have to respect Gavin Cromwell anywhere he sends over to Cheltenham runs well um, he's really taken advantage of that this season there's a few old characters in here Duzar of 150 um, not shown his best for a long time Cloudy Glem probably be better suited to a flat track of 143 an 11 year old and then you've got Angel's Breath this horse has been highly tried a 10 year old for Sam Thomas I would be a bit concerned with the stable form he's had a lot of runners that have been fancied and have been completely tailed off so I don't know if there's something wrong with the yard one at a price, and I think the favourite looks difficult to be. I think is the right favourite is uh, Lord Accord, um, Neil Mulholland, Charlie Deutsch takes the rights. Back down to the last winning mark, one three one has Cheltenham form, course and distance. A big price around eighteen to one. Um, if you get an extra place, probably the probably be the bet. But the favourite looks difficult to beat. Um, a couple in behind. I think there's question marks there. Okay. I think it's probably a seven to four chance, seven to four two to one chance. For being honest with you, it looks progressive. Yeah, it could be similar to what happened with Broadway Boy a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, Inch House uh, could be the one to, to beat then in, in the one thirty. it seems, from us. Uh, the 12.05 uh, is a Paddy Power New Year's Day handicap chase. Stage Star is your favourite at 5-4. to four. Richmond Lake at 6-1. to one. Shake Em Up Parry 7s. Ferrero Bamboo 9s. Meeting of the Waters, who won the Paddy Power chase at 10s. Unlikely to up there, I imagine. Al Damson exiting at 12s. Rally Hurricane 20s. Torn and Frayed the outsider at uh, 20 to 1 as well. Um, Stage star, Casey, obviously was very impressive carrying top weight to win the Paddy Power Chase last time out. Do we think, despite carrying 12 stone, he should be beating these? Yeah, I think he's got a good chance. I'm not too confident in any of the other two. Uh, as you said, meeting of the waters, one at Lapisan yesterday, would be a very quick turnaround for him. So it's unlikely that he's going to be going here. Stage star's gone up £11 for his win in the Paddy Power Gold Cup. It's, it's a lot of weight, um, but I have a lot of respect for him and I think he's, he's definitely going to be the one to beat. I doubt it's going to be too testing at Cheltenham and he's got the course form. Um, so he's definitely got the class on the rest of them. And, you know, there's going to be a few out of the handicap as well if he is declared. So um, yeah, he's definitely got the class angle in there and I, I wouldn't want to be taking him on. OK. And uh, how about you, Mark? Stay star, 5-4, to four, looks short enough. But again, there's probably not much to take him on with, is there? I think he, he's win last time out in the, the Piper Gold Cup. It's quite an incredible performance because... He looked like he had the race completely sewn up and he made a terrible mistake in the last and he's just um, held on Harry Cobden, but then he still managed to pick up again. I mean, there's a gruelling test over, what, two and a half miles and he still won easy. Again, he's, he's having a lump. He's got £11 for that. He's lumping 12 stone around here. He, he handles the track. 
I'm not an argument here would be do you think it's a better race last time out compared to this? Um, from a Reigns perspective, it would be. I think Richmond Lake's interesting. Um, could be good place placing for Donald McCain off 150. 16 pounds a lot of weight. Um, he definitely looks progressive. Um, it was a good win um, entry last time out. Apart from that, there's not a lot left in the race. I mean, you've got Sam Thomas running there, which is weak. Sixes out to 12s. Al Dancer, I'm not sure about the the form of the yard. Willie Mullins just got one in the race as well. Those famous colours, 10s. The Venetia Williams horse, 136. I don't know if there's a lot of improvement there. She come up Harry, 139, 10-year-old. It looks like a match bet at the top of the bet, doesn't it? Really? I mean, maybe Richmond Lake each way could be this each way here. Yeah, it could be the each way fever. I doubt all of these turn up. Currently got the eight places at the moment. If you can get the three places and the post, yeah, maybe six to one isn't uh, a bad each way shout there. Bit filthy each he way. He absolutely tanked through the race last time out. Richmond Lake, he absolutely tanked through the race. Loved the ground. I mean, if they go hard here and they probably will stage star sets up, he's the one to challenge. And maybe maybe the weight will stop, stop the favourite. Okay, so that's Mark's thoughts on the race. He's seven to two best price now, though. Oh, is he? Three to one generally, yeah. Well, this is what I've got on the old racing post screen. They need to update their odds. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe the value's completely gone there. But, uh, yeah, Richmond Lake... I'll take the sixes. I'll take the sixes, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be someone paying out there somewhere, maybe in, in, in a foreign land, but... Um... It's a good price, though, if you think he's only got to beat one horse. That's to give away a lot of weight. No, it's still a decent price. Yeah, no, it's, it's not bad. I just think maybe the only thing I would say about Richmond Lake is obviously bowled up at Aintree, but there were quite a few wide margin winners that day, and you just don't know if they a hard race might have left their mark on them. So that would be my concern with Richmond Lake. But Izzy, what did you think on stage, Star? Did you think uh, he's got a good chance here? I mean, he's got an excellent chance, hasn't he? There's one thing you can say about Sage Star is I've never seen a horse want to win quite so much. Like that race at Cheltenham really felt like Hollywood stuff. Um, there were so many of the owners group owners there and it gave them such an incredible day. You're going to want that sort of feeling again. So it's not hard to see why he's his favourite here. Like to, to all but fall and then still go on and win. You know, he picked up the bridle and went away again. Um, he was so impressive. Richmond Lake, I get what you're saying, Chris, perhaps it wasn't potentially a hard race but at Aintree, it was heavy ground, although he did have a similar heavy ground race carrying uh, 12 stone um, at Weatherby in November as well. So. I don't think he's too averse to a, a hard day's work. So Richmond Lake, I do think, I mean, it's clear he's dangerous, the second favourite in the race, but he could be. I agree with Katie, quite a good price for a, to have a go. Stage stars quite short for me, even money, um, and he is carrying a lot of weight. So I think at the weights, Richmond Lake looks to be the bet. Okay, um, Richmond Lake, it is. Uh, then to maybe take on stage staff, it seems. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next race we're going to look at then in the uh, 3.15 at uh, Cheltenham. It's a feature, Dornan Engineer and Railkill Hurdle on the card. The Grade 2, Bob Ollinger is a favourite, 2-1. to one. We then got Loddy Mouth next in at 11-4. Marie's Rock Glasses winner at 11-4. Imperial Pass at 5. Strong Leader, 15-2. Astro Diamond, 9s. Bigger are the rest. Mark, I'll come to you here first. It's good to see Bob Ollinger get back to winning ways last time out, but uh, can he be trusted? That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, listen, he was a good winner last time out, course and distance winner. Again, the only only question mark I may have, just through the, the Bromhead yard, um, not exactly flying at the moment. Do you think Lozimouth's going to turn up? That's another question mark. If, if Lozimouth doesn't turn up, is Bob Ollinger going to be an even money chance? Marie's Rock went out like a light last time out. Willie Mullins, other runner, and Pierre Epate probably won't turn up either. You've got to see, you've got to see what turns up here because you might only end up with four or five runners here, and Bob Ollinger could be a four or seven chance. That's what might happen. Yeah, it's one of them. We just don't know. It's Willie Mullins being interesting. Sorry, I thought Manila Missa was interesting at twenties, but it'll fairly three to one. But is, is he going to turn up? And that was a good bit, a good run last time out behind Captain Teak, and obviously that form's linked into a race we covered earlier. 
looks progressive and it's not like Evan to let them go off at those prices so this is maybe what he's waiting for get a bit of that fairy freeze yeah maybe who knows with uh, Evan Williams though it caused a bit of a surprise last time out and if that a form is franked by Captain Teague winning the the, the shadow uh, yeah that, that price could um, come in a little bit Izzy what did you think on um, the, the wreck hill hurdle it could be a bit of an interesting puzzle couldn't it I thought exactly the same as Mark. There's so many here that I'm a little concerned might not turn up and that could obviously mess with the betting quite a bit. I think I'm a massive fan of Bob Ollinger, so I'd love to see Bob Ollinger come out and win here. Um, I think it might be time to take the price because there are a lot of these I think could come out. Um, and obviously we've looked at Captain Teague already today. If Captain Teague does go and win, um, that really does frank the form for um, Minella Missile. So you'd want to potentially try and catch that price before Captain T runs because that could come right in um, if Captain T goes and wins. So that's just an interesting angle. But one, I'm, I'm like almost tempted because I no, I just said I hate anti-post that in. This is one I'm tempted to look at anti-post because the prices are really going to change from what we're seeing now. Um, so the value in the race, I think, will completely go, I think, 100%, maybe 4-5 runner max. Um, and Manila Missile and Bob Ollinger, I think both of those, the price they are now, look quite good. Okay, so in agreement Mark, Bob Bollinger and Manila Missile. You're on mute, Chris. Yeah, so that's so that okay then. It looks like uh, we're in agreement. Bob Bollinger and Manila Missile are going to be the ones to, to keep an eye on. Maybe come uh, next time on Saturday. So yeah, keep an eye out there. How about you, Katie? Did you think uh, this could be a penalty kick for Bob Bollinger? No, I don't think it's a penalty kick, but I think he it's, this is a serious option for him. So it looks more likely than not that he is going to be declared. Um, but I think the race is going to really cut up. Like Lossy Mouth, I can't see her going there. We've got Galamasso, might swerve it as well. Imperial Pass is running tomorrow against Stateman. So he looks unlikely to make the trip over. And Marie's Rock, I'm just not a big fan of, I'm afraid. And I, I would be against her. Um, although the dropping trip is definitely going to help her. I think she just can't be trusted. Um, the one in here for me, and I've had a, a small saver um, each way, in case she is declared, is Astro Diamond. I think she's a massive price each way at nine to one. If she's declared and the race really does cut up, then she's going to be second favourite if Bob Ollinger's in there too, I'd say. And she can improve for her first run of the season. She's a really talented mare. Um, and I say they have high hopes with her. So if she's declared, I think the nine to one is going to be a steal. Um, so hopefully she does run. And I think she's probably the most likely of the Willie Mullins runners to to be heading to Cheltenham on New Year's Day. Okay, that's uh, Katie's thoughts then. On the record, yeah, I just think this all revolves around who turns up. I wouldn't completely write off Marie's Rock. I know she's fallen off a cliff, it seems, to some people, but yeah, you had to go two starts ago, and she did finish second in Grade 1 company at Aintree, so it's not like um, she, can't, she, she can't put it together. Um, and even the form last time out behind Dashiell Drashiell and... Paisley Park at the time it didn't look great but both of them finished second and third in the long walk so there is some substance to that form she won the race last year she goes well over the course and distance gets the mares allowance there could be a lot to like about Marie's Rock so maybe I wouldn't give up on her just yet especially with Hendo's team going really well at the moment they're having plenty of winners operating at a 33% strike rate so I wouldn't quite give up on Marie's Rock but I think this is going to uh, take take a better shape once we know um, what's going to be running here on Saturday. So that's um, all the races covered then from the podcast. There are some other races going on over the next few days. Did anyone have anything they'd like to add? The floor is theirs if uh, you had anything else that you fancied this weekend. I've got a couple to mention. Um, so Taunton 210 on Saturday. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Queen's Gamble. And I'm on New Year's Day, all being well, and they run, I'm really looking forward to seeing Matata, who was a 10-length winner last time out. He's running in the 12.55. 
and I'm also looking forward to seeing the newest one. Um, let me just see what time he's running. I think it's 2.40 um, in the Paddy Power Handicap Hurdle. So looking forward to seeing the newest one for the Tristan Davis team. Okay, the few there from Izzy to keep an eye out over the next few days. Anyone else? Mark, anything that caught your eye? Probably just see, take it easy. Um, looking forward to seeing Queen's Gamble. Um, kind of down with the train on that one now. Probably will win. Looks the right price, but probably just take it easy. If the ground being so bad, just take it easy. Gamble responsibly. It's the best way to play it. And Katie, I know you had a few uh, you were looking at elsewhere for your racing TV column. Yeah, I quite like the look of Greyval in the first um, at Newbury. I think she's better than a mark and it doesn't look very deep race. So I think she'll be able to get the win there. And East Street in the 125 at Haydock uh, finished second last time out, but stayed on really well. Looks like he's trying out for a step up in trip. Um, and so if he travels a bit better than he did the last time, I think he, he'll go really well and the conditions will suit him the heavy ground at Haydock. It'll be a real test of stamina. But I think he's got plenty of it, so he should have a good chance. And also at Taunton, Hurricane Harvey runs in the 2.45. I put him up last time out when he finished a really good fourth at Newbury at the start of the month. He was around 50 to 1 that morning, went off at 33 to 1, but he looked beaten after the first um, but just kept going, showed a great attitude that impressed me. So I think he, he's going to go close there. Okay, yeah, a few to watch out for then um, from Katie as well. Um, yeah, there was just one I liked, I just wanted to talk about. Um, and Muscle Brad, they always have a good card on uh, New Year's Day. Um, it is if he turns up. Um, but I just thought Home St. George's could be worth another go for uh, Stuart Crawford. Forgive his run last time out at uh, Aintree. I just think you can forgive plenty of them uh, that run that day. But coming back to Musselburgh, where he's got a really good record, I just thought might see him good stead. Me and Mark were at Musselburgh, uh back uh, last year when he won um, over that course and distance. And I just think he, he seems to be suited by it. He finished second in the race last year behind Benson. He'll be slightly better off with the weights this time. But I just think... Home St. George, he could be one to, to keep an eye on if he does get declared. And Stuart Crawford as well does very well with his runners at Musselburgh. So just uh, one to keep an eye on there. But anyway, that's uh, it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks again to Izzy, uh, Mark and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you someone as um, going into the new year. Also as well, as well from us, happy new year. Hope you have a good night and a great 2024. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon. So um, yeah, cheers. Right, that's done. We'll <laughs>